0: No it's about to break, <laughs> Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. This is episode two. I'm T.J. Capaldi, pastoral lackey at the Georgia Tech Catholic Center.
1: My name is Alex Carroll. I'm a focused missionary here at Georgia Tech. And I'm Father Josh Allen, the
2: chaplain at the Catholic Center at Georgia Tech.
0: Today's episode will be covering the temptations of Jesus in the desert.
2: So the temptations come up as the readings for the first Sunday of Lent. The temptations of Jesus in the desert. He is uh, uh, sent immediately after being baptized out into the desert to pray for 40 days and nights. And at the end of that time, at the end of that 40 days, Satan appears to Jesus and he tempts him with three things. And I, being the priest, don't actually have a Bible. So <laughs> we're going to let the focused missionary, whose job it is to convert people, read the temptations.
1: <laughs> read the entire temptation? Well, you can read the, what are the temptations? Uh, let, let me see here, where are we at? We're in chapter 4 of Matthew's Gospel. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. You want to continue? So
2: loaves of bread out of stones.
1: Right. Number one. Uh, um, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Uh, from, from the pinnacle of this temple That's where they're standing For it is written he will give his angels charge over you And on their hands they will bear you up Lest you strike your foot against a stone
2: Jumping off the temple Alright
1: um, Final one Again the, de- the devil took him to a very high mountain And showed him all the kingdoms of the world And the glory of them And he said to him All these I will give you If you will fall down and worship me
2: Worship the devil Third temptation All right, so we have these three temptations, and we got a lot of things we could probably talk about, but I think the question, I mean, it might not be the same for you guys, but the question that has always been on my mind about the temptations, um, especially through the years of hearing this reading is, is it possible for Jesus Christ to be tempted? Aside from the obvious fact that he's, <laughs> <laughs> they say he's tempted in well, the scriptures.
1: So let me, let me check what does it mean before? when we say
2: he's tempted? Is he tempted in the same way that we are? I think his humanity is. You think
1: his humanity is? Yeah. Jesus is truly God and truly man. I don't know if, if God is ever
2: tempted, but I, I sure know I am. But then, isn't one of Jesus' response, you shall not tempt the Lord your God? Like, so... Does that mean that God can be tempted or can't be? Maybe shall
1: not try to tempt Lord God. I don't know. That's a good question.
2: That's a good question. It's it's
0: a weird question. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to, to think about. It, are there... Uh, one question I would ask that would help to, to figure out an answer is, are there different... Is there only, like, one way of being tempted? Or are there, like, maybe, like... Jesus is tempted in a different way than we are or there's different ways to be tempted and I, I don't know that's
2: but I think that is a th- I think that's a useful question well let's let's talk about the part that we know about first right so how are we tempted what are the kind of things please don't be specific <laughs> please don't be specific <laughs> <laughs> how 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 is it like What are what is a temptation for us
1: who uh yeah, to to follow our own will instead of God's. That's that's the main temptation. That's where like, temptation like, stems from, right? So
2: that's like an example. I guess what I'm looking for is more like, what's a definition? What would be the mm. definition of a temptation?
0: Uh, well, there's uh, there's got to be something presented before you, right? Like, okay. But it, it doesn't necessarily... Some
2: object or
0: idea. It doesn't have to be like a, yeah. a thing. It could, it could be, be an idea. words. Yeah. yeah, it could be ideas. Um, that... Uh, is drawing you towards something that is not good? Can you be tempted to do good
2: things? Uh, that's... See, it's interesting you say something that's not good. Can we ever be drawn to something that's not good? Mm. Hmm. Uh... I think in as much as in as much as much we are drawn to something, we're drawn to the goodness that we perceive in it.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, right? yeah that's
2: a good point. So we're always yeah. drawn to things that are good. you got to remember everything that God created, right, in the first uh, uh, chapter of the book of Genesis, everything God created he saw was good. Yeah. So if we're attracted to something, we're attracted to the goodness that's in it. Even something that I would consider to be bad, I'm attracted to the goodness that's in it. So a person who's eating their 75th donut is doing a bad thing, but they're still attracted to the goodness that's in the donut or the goodness of the experience, or they're attracted by something good. They're not attracted by the wickedness of the action of eating the 75th (laughs) donut. But the
0: circumstances can be different or something could be less good for a certain reason, right? So I think the temptation
2: then probably involves something like that, right? A temptation is to choose a lesser good over a greater good. Right, or just,
0: or just
1: a distorted good—something that we might perceive to be good, but is in the wrong. Or context. perceived good, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, all goods, yeah. I guess that's, there's a difference too. There's the good that, as it is, it is sure. in itself, and there's how we see it. Right. That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. But I think I think it's got to involve something like. I mean, these things that are presented to Jesus, like it's, it's really clear in the first one, right? So you've got the bread that's presented to Jesus, um, or he's hungry. To fulfill his hunger, we assume he's hungry if he's been fasting for 40 days. It, it says it he's seems hungry. Like kind <laughs> of yeah. That's and he
1: fasted that's he 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward, he
2: was hungry. <laughs> that's one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture <laughs> right there. <It's>, uh, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's perhaps an understatement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> perhaps. Um, either that or no one else has ever been hungry. Right. right. right? We inadequately use the yeah. term to, re- to, to reflect. <laughs> if that's hunger, I've never had that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, but, but he's, he's presented with this good thing, right? The option of satisfying his hunger by exercising his power. Like, I think we agree that Jesus could turn the stone into bread. Yes. Right? I mean, he could do that, he's got that power. He did so, a lot
0: of even more crazy things than that. So, yeah,
2: yeah, right? I mean, if he could be resurrected from the dead, right? If you can be resurrected from the dead, you can do anything, right? So he could have done it, and he chose not to. But to make the stone into bread to satisfy his hunger, is that a bad thing itself? I couldn't say so. I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. no. I don't think so. I think it's just... Given the situation Given the situation that he's in The Good that he would be choosing then Is to Follow the instructions Of Satan To satisfy a physical Desire Versus Doing what he has been called to do By his heavenly father Right so There's still two good things It's just that one is much better One is much better. So temptation. So Jesus is tempted in some way. Is he tempted in the same way that we are? Right? Does he can he be tempted? Can Jesus be fooled into thinking that one good is better than another? Can we be fooled into thinking one good is better than another when it's when it's not? I I don't I it would be hard for me to
0: say that. Jesus could be fooled in that way. I think we definitely can be. Like, we we are all the time. Or at least we convince ourselves, right? Like, we might, in, like, our conscience, like, deep in our heart, know, like, I should actually do this. But you rationalize in your head and say, you know what, actually, you know, it'll be okay because of this. Like, it's not that bad. And... Et cetera, et cetera, And then you choose the thing that you actually knew wasn't as good. That that
2: happens. TJ suffers from a plague of vagueness. <laughs> so we're going to ask him to be specific that thing. Now. <laughs> <That would> be <laughs> This kind of
0: thing. Uh, so try, try to, to give, give us an example. Try to
2: give us an example okay. apropos to George attack.
0: <laughs> okay. So. Um, studying, that's apropos. Yeah, to all right, study. let's see. I haven't studied studies. in a while You're since studies. I graduated yeah, studies. Uh, studies. a little over two months ago, so... Um, that's just Roman Congratulations. you
2: want to give them your address <laughs> so, they
0: can, <laughs> so they can send you checks? Um, it's, uh, so, so <laughs> like, <pastoral-whacky. laughs> when, yeah, it's a week before the test, and you, you know, like, you could dedicate an hour tonight to studying... Mm-hmm. Um, but you convince yourself or, and, and you should, it would be a good thing. Right. And then to study maybe another hour the next day for the same test and to continue on in that habit, but you convince yourself that, you know, going, uh, out and hanging out with your friends is better. And like, you can always just study more later or, um, something to that effect where, you know, you could... You choose something else that's not going to help you as much, right? And you make an excuse in your head of, of... Now, that's that's not to say that you shouldn't ever, like, go hang out with your friends instead of studying. That would be silly. But there are times when we... If we do that over and over again, it becomes worse, right? Because then you never study, and then you just choose the other thing and say, oh, well, I can study later.
2: Yeah. I think maybe, a, like, uh, an example that's a little more clear-cut with the same thing that you're talking about it's like maybe take the possibility of i am either going to memorize the following six equations that i need for an exam or i'm going to cheat by writing them on the bottom of my shoe and on my hand much better than my example you know so like i'm going to do one of those two things right Right. yeah Uh, and the temptation is strong, right? Because I want to go out. I don't want to have to sit and memorize these things. It, I shouldn't have to memorize them anyway, right? Because when I graduate, I can always look them up in a book if I ever need yes. them. Which I don't need them because the computer does it all anyway.
0: And you right? know that your professor and TAs don't really uh, like patrol the classroom very well. Like you could probably get away with it. Like
2: the know. chances of getting caught are almost zero. Yeah. Right? Can you get away with it? That's a that is a temptation because we can start to fool ourselves into not only thinking that we can get away with it, but even to think that we have this, like, right. We can talk ourselves into thinking that, no, 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 I deserve this, <laughs> right? I work hard. I do all these things. Like, I deserve this thing. Maybe and it that happens, happens to everybody. You, right? But it doesn't happen to me. Yeah, of course no. not. Of course <laughs> not. It's the same so, thing that happens with with people with food or people with they're gonna buy something that they know they ought not to or, or maybe they're gonna skip mass and instead go to a concert or whatever it is they're gonna do. Like we tend to have we tend to deceive ourselves before we fall into temptation. Okay. So, so back to the original. Can question. can
0: Jesus be tempted though? Like is the same thing happened to Jesus?
2: Does was Jesus gonna deceive himself?
0: No, that would that would like contradict the
2: fact that he's God, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yes, I'm uh, going to say that contradicts the fact.
0: That he's, well, I um, mean, uh, I read. I just. I'm saying I read some prayer one time that said like, that Jesus or to God, like who can neither deceive nor be deceived, or something like that. So that's what I'm going off of. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I,
2: I think. I mean, I, I think we can say God cannot be deceived. He will not deceive himself. There's no I mean he is truth, right? If he's if there's deception in there, then we got like a problem with who he is, sure. and you know, kittens start falling <laughs> out of the sky. That's not, <laughs> that would that not is, be good.
0: Yeah, that awful. would so, be terrible.
2: Gregory the Great, one of the one of the the greats, mm. he said that there are three ways temptation is carried out. One is by suggestion, right? So something is suggested to us, either Um, by another person or by a circumstance, right? So I walk into the room, I see that there's nobody who is monitoring the test. And so I decide I'm gonna use the little piece of paper that I folded up in my pocket with all the equations on it, right? So it's suggested to me by that. He also says that delight can cause temptation. That, and that's an internal experience. So suggestion is external. It's like what the world is doing to us and we're not really a part of that it's just it's suggested to us by what we see right and then there's delight which is internal so there's something that i really love and i see it and i take delight in it and that can be a temptation for me so maybe i really love scotch or i really love wine or Or a meatball what's that or a meatball or a meatball a meatball um and that can be a source of temptation because of the delight that I take in it, right? Yeah. So we can be tempted to drink it to excess or drink it when it's completely inappropriate, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon or something yeah, like that'd that. Be crazy. Um, and that would be an internal temptation, right? I take delight in something, and so I make a decision to use it out of order. And then the final is consent. So that's like also an internal experience. But now that becomes active, right? So either something has presented it to me by suggestion or by delight, and now the temptation turns into something to which I give consent, right? What so does that
0: it, mean? That would mean like you said yes to it?
2: I think, that's, I think he's describing the experience that I was talking about before, how we, how we kind of manufacture our own mental understanding of the thing, change it, right? Mm-hmm. So like I deserve this. Like okay. I start giving consent and start kind so, of justifying. doing all that justification okay. in my yeah. mind, right? So I would say, um, not that Gregory actually says this, but I would say that Jesus could only be tempted by suggestion. So external temptation. by suggestion, yeah. I mean, what, how, how Satan's not going to be able to get in his mind, right? He can't get in his mind. But what about even external temptations? I, Can Jesus be tempted against his will? What, against his will, what, can you be I? tempted against your will?
0: Like I don't want to be tempted, but I am anyways. Yeah, yeah, yep. Can Jesus? Um, no, no, I don't think so. What do you think, fully, Alex? not fully man. He had all well, the same emotions.
1: This is that complicated. That
2: but he's like us in all things but sin, so says the Council of Chalcedon. Well, is temptation, temptation sin? I can read to you, two. actually, Hebrews does or not say that. Four, does it? Hebrews says, For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sinning. And you notice it does not say that he's like us in all things but sin. That oh. phrase comes from the Council of Chalcedon. In chapter 2 in it 51. says... In your poor translation. <laughs> My <laughs> My We've tr- already talked about that.
0: <laughs> Wait, this is not even... Oh, 18. Wait, is this even... Oh, this isn't even Hebrews. Sorry, I'm
2: way off Yeah, base. so we're going to leave TJ over. So, yeah, so he's like us in all things except sin. That's fine. But is it poss- isn't temptation, that internal temptation, only possible uh, because of sin? External temptation, sure. Like Adam and Eve, externally tempted. But internal temptation comes from our concupiscence,
1: essentially, that Jesus wasn't born with? I don't know. What do you think? I think it's an interesting idea. I don't think Jesus would be internally tempted.
2: You agree with Thomas Aquinas? Of course I do. <laughs> now, there's listen, there's lots of people who disagree with Thomas on this, but Thomas said that Jesus could only be tempted if he consented to be tempted, Right. If he voluntarily underwent temptation, just like he could only die if he voluntarily underwent death, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and he did exactly. And, right, and I lay down my life; no one takes it from me. I lay it down freely. Sure, and he was. But tempted. He, was, he was tempted not to, though. From is that, that external?
0: Oh, wait, wait. Here's an interesting question. What what does the scripture say, Alex, at the beginning, um, like when it says that he went into the desert? What does it say?
1: Said then Jesus was let up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil.
0: That's pretty interesting, right? The the spirit led him to be tempted. That's what the scripture says. So, I mean, I think that kind of fits with what we're saying. It right? can't happen
2: against his will, right? right? I mean, it's like it's at least God's will, right? It might not have been his human will. Okay.
0: But in
1: the but garden of Gethsemane, and he, he's tempted, he wants this cup to pass from him. He's tempted not to go through with this, right? So is that internal or external temptation? Well, what does he say? He says, if this cup
2: can pass from me... In the garden. Uh, yeah.
0: He says, uh, let not my will... Like, please then, take yeah, the cup. Then, but then if not, be done. not my will, but your will be done. He yeah, says to the yeah, Father. exactly.
2: So he's expressing, I think, in his human nature, this desire not to die, right? Hmm. But also complete abandonment to the will of God. Right. Right? I don't even know... I don't know
1: if is that's a that temptation. temptation, or is that just a desire.:
2: I don't know if that's temptation, it's or if that's just that might be something else, because temptation, we tend to think there's another thing involved in temptation, right? There's either like the devil who's putting an idea in our mind or something in front of us, mm-hmm. or, he, or or there's something that I'm looking at that I want really badly. You know, I see a watch in the window and I think I want a new watch, right? But I don't need a new watch and I certainly don't need to, you know, not pay my rent so I can buy a new watch, right? (laughs) Or with a car, whatever. Temptation seems to involve another thing, right? Or at least an idea. And I don't know. I know he was in agony, but we don't call it the temptation in the garden. Sure. We call it the agony in the garden. Right. And it's interesting. I'm not sure it's the same thing. Although I haven't really ever thought about that. There's a similar example
1: in the Gospel when um, Peter is asking Jesus not to go through this whole thing after he's revealed that he has to die. And he says, get behind me, Satan, which sort of harkens back to what we're talking about now. Um, would that be considered a temptation from Peter? I don't know. Which, again, <laughs> is an external temptation, not something coming from Jesus within. Um, but, again, he
0: kind of shuts down temptation there.
2: I think I, that sounds to me like a temptation.
0: Yeah, but, it, but I think it, it's def, it's, it seems external. Cool. Right? I mean, like, he, especially in this situation with Peter, he says, immediately, like, get behind. Like, it stayed out. He never took it in. He never took delight in the fact, for example, that he might not die on a cross to save the whole world. Absolutely. And the same thing happens, I think, in the the desert, what we're talking about. He never actually, like, internalizes his temptation. He's actually just fending off. So... So maybe Jesus hasn't been tempted, but I think well, the question that's been—I been uh, but I think he has been.
2: He has been tempted. Okay, it's sure. A,
0: not in the same. Not internally, right? Right. But he has been tempted, in and way. I
2: think he's been tempted in the same way that we have. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just maybe not in all of the ways that we have. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. I can agree with that. But certainly, I think external temptation is probably our biggest, our biggest problem, mm-hmm. because even internal temptation for us is spurred on by seeing something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right you don't tend to you don't tend to desire uh a yacht above all things unless (laughs) a yacht is in your in your mind's eye right there's got to be something that that spurs on temptation Mm -hmm. um and and so jesus experiences i mean for whatever reason he goes through temptations why that's another question right why um, well, Thomas Aquinas <laughs> has an answer. Okay.
1: I
0: agree with that
2: answer. Agree with it in advance. Yeah. He says for four reasons.
0: Okay, four reasons. Wow, four reasons. reasons. Four wow.
2: reasons. That's more than I expected. All right. Number one, that he might strengthen us against temptations. Right. And then Thomas quotes Gregory the Great. He says it was not unworthy of our Redeemer to wish to be tempted, who came also to be slain, in order that by his temptations he might conquer our temptations, just as. By his death, he overcame our death. So by the fact that he goes through it and he redeems it, that makes it possible for us to go through it without
0: sin. Well, and to make an interesting connection while we're here is right before, we mentioned right before this happens, he's baptized. And John the Baptist says to him, like basically, you don't even. Why are you being baptized? Like you're Jesus, and he says, like it must be done, and he like sanctifies the waters so that our baptism yep. would mean something, which is kind of like a positive version of this going through the temptation, so that our temptation might mean something too.
2: Yeah, that's something. I don't know if Thomas said it originally, but I certainly read it in Thomas that uh, that. The waters were baptized by Jesus. The waters didn't baptize Jesus, right? Cool. cool. Um, Okay, so first reason is so that he can strengthen us against temptation. Second reason, that we might be warned so that no one, however holy, may think himself safe or free from temptation. So to kind of help us recognize that no matter how holy you are, temptation is always going to come. That's like one of those things that we learn in these little prayers that we learn more little kids right what's the end of the hail mary pray, pray for, for us now, and, now at and at the hour of our death why are you praying for us at the hour of our death it's right? the most important time. to pray against the temptation to despair or to the renunciation of the faith or to lack of faith that's what that's what we're asking people to pray for because in those moments of suffering like that's when we're really tempted to step away from that kind of stuff interesting boom you know that's huge uh, number three To teach us how to overcome the temptations of the devil Right? So that's good So he shows us how it is that we're supposed to overcome them um, He gave us an example And he gave us the example of Number one Not knowing that we're not supposed to tempt God to rely on scripture And to flee from the devil Yes mm-hmm. Right? Ultimately Ultimately the way this ends Is Jesus saying Get away Yes Right. Yeah, yeah. To the to the
0: devil. and he, and he leaves immediately. And he leaves it's pretty cool. And before the fourth one, can I add the scripture verse I was looking for earlier in Hebrews? I think applies here. It didn't answer the question from before, but it connects here. Uh, Saint Paul says, or yeah, Saint Paul says, for because he himself has suffered and been tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. So just absolutely throw that in. Saint Paul got it too.
2: Absolutely. And then the fourth reason that Thomas Aquinas gives us is to fill us with confidence in his mercy, right? So that Christ undergoes temptation to fill us with confidence in his mercy. What does that mean? One of the things that I have found as a priest is that sometimes people, if they hear your story and they realize, like, you've kind of gone through a lot in your life, they're much more willing to come to you in confession and to explain to you what's going on in their life. You know, that's kind of it's one of the principles that like groups like AA work on. Yeah, you go to a meeting and everybody in the meeting is an alcoholic. <laughs> You're not allowed to just come and watch. Sure, right? Everybody in the meeting's an alcoholic, and everybody there, it's like these guys have all been through what I've been through, and so it helps them to open up. We see Christ has been through something that we've been through. It can help us to open up. So, I think that's uh, all we have today for temptations. Uh, we could, you know say a lot more or maybe they could say a lot more I think I've probably said more than I ought to <laughs> uh. so, but this is uh, the Georgia Tech Catholic Center and our hell of a Catholic podcast and uh, thank you for joining us if you have any questions or comments or if you would have a topic you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast shoot us an email at podcast at gtcatholic.org God bless you